night, which means it's the WrestleCast time. As always, I'm your host, Matt. With me, back by popular demand, making himself, a, I think, maybe a, a, a stable member of the roster here. It is Pat. How are we doing tonight? And, uh, man, sporting, sporting some facial hair. It's bringing the change to a look. 2020 bringing a, maybe a, a heelish. A... 2021. 2021, oh God, I'm trying not to relive 2020. 2021 bring us a new look. It's a new Cod Sinclair. Uh, they call me the Thursday Night Delight now. So welcome <laughs> welcome to PWO Dark. A new, a new uh, deeper voiced. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking sinus is draining, man. You know what? You take advantage of it while, while you can. Nah, you're right. You're right, though. And so uh, before we really get rolling into this, guys, if you like what you hear and what you see, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing with this mustache. I think it's pretty majestic personally. Uh, but if you like it, you can support us at Kofi.com slash PWO123. It's as easy as 123. And for the small price for a cup of coffee, you guys can help us put these show on the air. We appreciate it. We really do. Also, before we get rolling, um, I'm going to give a shout out to the Indie Connection. Um, I am going to turn off my virtual background for just a moment. Um, finally got the Brody Lee bands in. Um, nice. Yeah. So I figured um, with the release of um, the AEW pod podcast that had Amanda Huber on it, um, which is an absolute great hour and 10 minutes to listen to um it's so tough to get through at times um but um props for her um to and she wanted to do that it was they didn't go to her to ask her she wanted to clear the air about stuff so um while you're checking out the you the youtube page while you're checking out the the wrestlecast um check that out it's a good it's a good listen I'm gonna have to too. Uh, I'm not emotionally ready. The, the, the follow through for AEW taking care of Brody's family has just been one of the like shining bright and every, this is everything that's good in the world. You know, this is people taking care of people, things that we really need. Like as much as it sucked to have lost Brody and I'm sure everybody would trade that back in a second. Like it is kind of one of those feel good things that God, do we need more of in 2021 after the 2020 that everybody had. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Good, good vibes. Learned a lot. Uh, I also recommend following some of the backstage people for AEW. Um, there is someone who works on the legal team 
who who is just incredible. I don't have her name pulled up here at the exact moment, but a, a lot of those people, you see stories of them hanging out with Brody outside of work, um, sleeping, having Brody sleep over at their house with like 10 from the Dark Order and everything. <clears throat> just a lot of really, really good feelings. Yeah, there were a lot of portions in 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 the podcast, and I know we have a lot to get to tonight, so I'll keep it brief. Um, but a lot of times she makes she makes reference of having to having to fly to Jacksonville, having to be in hotels, you know, and you know, numerous times. Not only Tony Khan, but many members of All Elite Wrestling offering to take care of that, take care of those funds for her. Um, she said no, and they still did it. So, um, you know, props to AEW and their team uh, for taking care of Brody and his family. Definitely. All right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and hit the news segment real quick here. Uh, first off, well, we're going we're gonna to go with this one first. So remember when we were back here talking about how um, – Xavier Woods had no idea he was going to be the host for uh, Talking Smack forever ago. Yes. Um, and he wasn't told. So what if I were to tell you that maybe that may be a much more common thing than uh, than has been discussed. Mm-hmm. For instance, maybe the Iconics weren't told they were splitting until the day of. Yeah, that's awful. Um. Uh, I know Peyton Royce, who put it out there um, in an interview, I, I can't remember if it was on Instagram, some form of social media, um, where she said, you know, she's still struggling to find her footing as a singles individual, um, but she will always have her life partners back. And uh, essentially, Billy Kay said roughly the same. She She also supports that, and she feels the same. That's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, especially because they were together for five years, um, even before they got, and that's only, looking at it, that's only from their NXT run, so even being together for five years. Um, that's you know, bad business. Yeah, very bad. You know, they they were, at the time, arguably one of the better comedy acts in all of WWE, and you're going to sour them potentially, by telling them the day of that they're splitting. Well, I'll tell you, the thing is, the funny thing is, the the split, you know, by all accounts, it was supposed to be about, you know, we wanted to make Peyton Royce a single star, right? I mean, that was what everything that was kind of put out in mm-hmm. the world, right? Uh, she has sputtered. And not that Billy Kay has you know, been pushed either, but, like, at least Billy Kay is, is working and, like, really getting attention by by her, you know, her her work, you know, trying to join the Riot Squad and stuff like that. Like, she is really entertaining. She's really, yeah. really good. And um, she seemed to be kind of the afterthought initially. Yeah, I absolutely love her gimmick that she's doing on SmackDown. Um, I agree, though. Peyton Royce, the whole plan was for her to get a singles run because Vince liked because Vince liked her, and now we're not getting that. Um, you know, I was kind of, you know, I was kind of hoping that, you know, 
that she would at least get some look. But in all in all honesty, since the split, we've seen more of Lana, you know, towards towards where we want to see Peyton Royce. She's really you know? just become like a, just another chick on the roster, you know. <sighs> another one for. Another one for Fat Jack to give a concussion to. Oh, my God. Can we talk about this? I mean, Matt, let's, I mean, let's, let's continue on the news because that is something we got to address. Yeah, let's lead right into that because there is more to talk about this. So we talked about it on, I got Monday when we were on here. Uh, Nia Jax dropped Dana Brooke. Now, there's some confusion on whether or not Dana should have had her arm or where her leg was set, but there's been enough people comment that, you know, they could have easily reset it up instead of going through with it. Um, and here is uh, here's where this gets frustrating for me because, look, uh, we sit here and we tell you guys enough every time there's an incident with her. We saw her do something that is just not good. Um, Here is where I struggle with this. She is touting the the drops and the hits. And in fact, she actually retweeted someone who had like a compilation of all of the drops that she's hurt people. For real. And she literally put a thread of whiners. Love to see it. I mean, that that, that pisses me off because one, not only is she, I mean, maybe that is what WWE wants her character to do. She's clearly a heel. Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, like, it's ridiculous. You know, they are so you know, they're so forward about putting people off TV for not being safe workers. And this this girl has just hurt person after person after person. And we continue to just see her get a pass. She is literally the most unsafe person to work with in that company. I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's statistically true at this point. How that's many, fair. I mean, yeah. who, I mean, who else could you even, like, Someone doesn't even come to mind right now. Like, oh yeah, that's someone that you see get hurt or hurt somebody a lot too in ring. There's not really that many people in WWE anymore because it was Ryback. But yeah, but he's been gone for what six years, five years, five something I mean, like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Like Ryback had a world championship push stopped essentially because he he was considered. Uh, a worker, like not a good worker, and someone who hurts people. And you know, I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. What I have a problem with is like, you why why is it's just because she's the Rock's family? I mean, like you know, she's Roman Reigns' family. You know, she's the island. You know, we we were protecting our our legacies. You know, I, I don't get it. How many people do you have to hurt before you go, you know what? You don't have a job here anymore. Or if you're going to work here, you don't have a, an in-ring job anymore. You know, if you want to leave because you're not going to work in-ring, that's fine. But it's not even like they need, 
like she's the only giant woman out, you know, monster out there anymore. They have Raquel Gonzalez. There's plenty of big, better, better wrestling women to me out there on roster. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, you know, not this to me that's good either. But you know, like that's just, doesn't hurt it, people. Yeah, she's yeah. safe. She's safer. That's for sure. This is why it's not like Nia Jax is popular. I mean, yeah, um, she's a bad guy and people hate her, but people hate her because they want her to be gone. They don't, she doesn't get like heal heat. She gets go away heat. Yeah, and that's that's what scares me about, about the Rumble this weekend because there are favorites, but there's no like clear runaway favorite as far as the as far as the women's goes yeah um, both, both winners are going to be surprise entrants you know and i hope you're right no um, you don't probably not definitely not the men's one oh, that i'm going to be touting is gonna yeah i won't i won't spoil that one but it worries me because they keep and and i said this monday they keep putting her in these high-profile spots. They keep putting her in the big women's matches, you know, like the elimination chambers. Um, they put her in. The, I mean, she's the. I mean, you know, I mean, she's a former tag team champion, uh, a former Raw women's champion. Um, she's been in main storylines. She's always in the forefront of the women's division um, on on Raw. Um, why do we keep rewarding this? Why do we keep rewarding? That's why. Yeah, yeah. She's also not like most other 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 workers because she almost kills everybody. Yeah. It's 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 some something has to give here, and you know this might be overboard, but maybe somebody has to seriously get hurt from her in order for somebody to wake up. What, what do you define seriously hurt? You know, like, like a Steve Austin broken neck level yep, hurt. Yep. I mean, because like a Io Shirai leaving the company kind of hurt. No, mm-hmm. not Io. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, Kyrie Sane. Oh, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, Kyrie left over that. I mean, yeah. she wasn't happy anyways, but you know, get your, get your, you know, get hurt on the way out. <laughs> She is the worst. She's the worst. I just boggles the mind. Like the only, I mean, obviously the only reasonable, it's not reasonable, but the only like WWE is justifying it by is is that she's legacy, she's got the bloodlines. I just don't know. I don't understand it. Uh, Mr. Lilly, if you don't mind just speaking a little bit closer to your mic, it's getting a little bit hard to hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you are you also popping pop uh, popcorn? I am. Oh, you dick. Okay. Yeah. I have to get my popcorn ready for this one. There you go. So. Heard from Tio. Well, there oh. there is the iconics, and then also how just horrible Nia Jax is. Uh, let's go to more horrible before we go to any kind of better. Just a, a quick side note, Ryan. Uh, you can't see me good in my 
screen is up, but I'm also um, shirtless doing curls while we talk. Okay. Um, <laughs> did you did you did you stop counting because you counted? Well, because you've done so many. Oh, I've lost count. Yeah. This is uh, you know, my agent thought this would be good publicity, but during show. One thousand. There you go. So, since we're talking about horrible things that could happen this weekend, mm-hmm. let's talk about some of Goldberg's comments. Uh, can we not? No, 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 no. We're gonna, cause Whoa. I'm gonna do anything. I'm gonna bury Goldberg. Mm. So, um, Goldberg doubles down on the uh, Undertaker's comments on them being soft. So they included. They had Goldberg on. Uh, Corey Graves after the bell show that's done through WWE, which why are you bringing this up on the podcast? But okay. Um, and he uh, he delves into how the locker room has changed and it's not for the better in 2021. Uh, I don't think things could go like they did back in the day in the current day. Uh, when you hear the comments about me coming back and doing one or two matches a year, how people are like, he doesn't deserve it. He never paid his dues. He was never on the road. And these people are on the road. Hey man, people forget very quickly what all of us did back in the day to earn the spot we are in now. And I am one of the luckiest guys in the world. Um, hold up second page here. Like times are quite different than they were back in back then today, but people are soft. People take offense to things way too quickly. Get a little thicker skin, boys and girls. That's all I can say. When legends come in, when I was in the business, in the beginning, I was greatly appreciate, appreciative of the eyes that they brought to our product, and one day those young kids are going to be just like me, and I hope that karma comes back to bite them in the ass, and that's all I can say. Because at 54 years old, I don't know one of them that could do could be doing what I do. So... Who pumps his head with this nonsense? That's what I want to know. It's McMahon. Uh, yeah, by by allowing him to put be put over stars for the world championship, <sighs> like spoiler alert is going to happen Sunday. Yeah, everybody better better get ready for that now, because even though Drew McIntyre, uh, you know, came out to the ring and said, "Oh, this win coming this weekend is for everybody fighting you know, the you know war against COVID." You know, we're going to beat this together. No, Goldberg's going to spear you and Jack you in about three minutes and then walk out with the title. There's only two and, poss- There's only two possible endings, and that's one of them. Yeah, the other one is The Miz. Yeah. And McIntyre pins The Miz. Because <laughs> it'll be cashing it in in the middle of the match and not the end of it. Scapegoat. But my thing, as far as his comments goes, yeah, the locker room is different. It it was it, it was different from, you know, nineteen ninety nine when he was in WCW to two thousand three two thousand four when he was in WWE, and then when he came back in twenty sixteen, it was different. It's 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 constantly evolving. I don't know if he just doesn't evolve, and that's why he just doesn't understand this concept. But times change as the years go on. Okay, the locker room in 99 is not the same now in 2021. But also, okay. but also, as much as I don't like The Undertaker, like, The Undertaker was a cat that, like, actually was somebody for the guys in the locker room and was actually yes. in the locker room. A guy like Goldberg, who demanded his own... 
place and like you you don't know what the locker room was like because you had to have your own freaking thing you didn't go in there and know the boys you didn't care about knowing the boys like you came you got your money you went home yes that dude that dude knows nothing about the locker room and this is just them pandering and you know what the bad thing is he doubled down on exactly what um, the Undertaker said. It's only doing what? Building for what? Guys, come on now. What? Think about it. What Not, if, tell me. Just tell what me. If, when I don't Gold, have time for guessings. When Goldberg wins, and then the Undertaker wins the Royal Rumble, we have Goldberg versus Taker for the world title. Because the softness of the locker room can't handle that type of main event. What are you going to do? So here is the thing that immediately jumped to me. This dude says for everyone to grow thicker skin, but is then complaining about people saying they don't think he deserves to be in the spot he's in. Exactly. Yeah. That was the only thing that jumped to me. Contradicting himself. Well, he's a piece of shit. So... Pat said it very bluntly, and I and I agree. I think that he kind of needs to take a step back, or Vince needs to stop telling him these lies. You know, the main thing, what you've done in the past that's great, you know, if you've really done something for the business, you know, then you've laid the groundwork for the guys to walk into the locker room they have. It doesn't matter how they how they put it put it together. You you worked in in the past for that for for them to walk in for for them to do what you used to do you know and what what he comes and does now he comes he collects a paycheck he goes he's not on the road he's not you know wrestling every week you know twice a week three times a week i i i really don't think he i, I don't think he understands the concept that that it they are making the locker room the way that they wanted to to be able to a have a job and b be able to you know mentally survive the grind of being in WWE. And this is where this is also WWE's issue, and this is a culture issue for WWE mm-hmm. because what what was the thing that CM Punk sat on a stage about and complained what mm-hmm. ten uh, nine years ago about? Part-timers coming back, taking away spots from guys currently there. And to a degree, you know, Taker coming back for his one match at Mania, while it was frustrating, it was a staple of WrestleMania. I couldn't argue that. Um, but, like, and you know what? Rock versus Cena. Not very often that you get uh, those moments. I wasn't exactly the guy for it, but... Guys, we're getting an echo here if someone can catch it. Um, but you can't keep relying on guys who are not on the main roster to keep showing up for, for ticket prices. At some point, you have to build the stars. And it's not a talent issue in WWE. Uh, legitimately, they're loaded with talent. They have incredible talent. 
So many wrestlers signed to the roster are yeah. incredible. Dolph Ziggler anywhere else is a four or five time world champion. Cesaro should be like a ridiculous intercontinental reign for a thousand days. Um, Alistair Black hasn't been backstage in months. So, and, and this is exactly it. You lost The Undertaker and you don't have someone to pull off The Undertaker's appeal. You have Aleister Black. You have Karrion Cross. You have Bray Wyatt, who, God, you have fumbled with thousands of times, and it is by no means his fault. No. It's a, it's a wonder how many times he's kind of gotten dicked you know, over the last year, year to two years, that he's been able to recover how he has. It's, it's crazy. As a testament to his power. Yeah. Like, it, it's just... <sighs> why, why is Goldberg getting a title match against Drew McIntyre when we could continue to push? Uh, I don't know. We've already done AJ Styles. We've already done Seth Rollins. We've already done Bobby Lashley. We've already had a Keith Lee match, even though that was kind of wasted. We've had Randy Orton. There are still plenty of people who you could elevate on Raw to be in a world title match. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. That's why when the other day you told me that, or you put in our group chat that there was a McMahon that died, I there was a little glimmer of hope that it was actually Vince. And I know that's very morbid to think in 2021, especially with COVID um, and other various things going on within the world, but professional wrestling will be a better place without him. Um, it's, it's one of those things where we sit here and we talk like, man, we can't wait to see Undisputed Era be big-time stars on the main roster on weekly television, but it makes you worried that when they get there, they're not going to do anything with them. Yeah. Um, here you go. We haven't seen Andrade in forever. Angel Garza is on main event. Uh, Braun Strowman's been gone from television. No one knows where Davacato is. He's probably back in the underground. Drew Gulak, main event. Elias, kind of on Raw, but also on main event. You've taken the Fiend off television. Humberto Carrillo, main event. You still have Jason Jordan on your roster. Although they, they do have him set that he's supposed to be training for a comeback, which would be great. Look, I I hate Jeff Hardy, but I'd almost rather you do Jeff Hardy versus Drew McIntyre at the Rumble than Goldberg. Because you know what? At the very least, Jeff Hardy's on the roster every week. Mm-hmm. As much as I, I hate that, I'd rather someone who's there every day. Yeah. So many times. And God forbid we go over and talk <laughs> about SmackDown's roster and what is decimated by them doing mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. At least SmackDown is doing a better job with people, but like we've already said, Aleister Black's been gone for months. You know? Yeah, and it just doesn't make any sense. Like, you can't give him anything? He's one of the top talents that you brought up from NXT. Andrade brought you your first five-star match literally since CM Punk, and he is nowhere to be seen. He's not doing anything. You couldn't even have him win the tag titles with Angel Garza. This is why when we have these conversations and we circle back and somebody brings up the point that, oh, NXT is supposed to be the, thir- the third brand. 
And then you have guys like Daniel Bryan that come out and say, oh, NXT isn't the developmental brand anymore. Prove, prove, prove us wrong. Prove us wrong. Oh, this is very frustrating. And, and for for our longtime listeners, I'm sorry that we're circling back to this conversation because you guys have heard it a thousand times, but it it's so highlighted in these segments when these old guys who come back for one, two matches and they deserve to be champion and they they deserve it. We've paid our dues. We went to WCW and ended Bret Hart's career. You know, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to mix this in here because this has been said and you guys should already know this if you're longtime listeners. I am a Tampa Bay fan. <laughs> I don't like Tom Brady and I don't like the fact that we brought Tom Brady in because we're salvaging or, or we are, we are mortgaging our future to try and do something. Now we're not going to have anything in two years because of it. It's the same exact thing with WWE. <laughs> You're not making any new stars. Drew McIntyre is a guy who should have been a main eventer for you 10 years ago. So let me pose a question, and then I know we got to move move on because there's a lot of stuff we got to get to. Um, if Edge wins the Rumble on Sunday, are we going to be mad? I will never be mad for Edge winning because you know what? Here's Here's my counter to him. I feel like he is a very special and different situation. Um, just the entirety of him coming back from a forced retirement, having uh, two matches, three if you include the Rumble itself, um, getting re-injured, and then coming back for the next Rumble, where I think he probably has the best chance of also staying safe, setting him up for a WrestleMania match. I I'm all for it. I think he would have had a good chance of winning this Rumble had he not got hurt. I do think that the plan has always been for him to get one more title run. I don't know that it's going to come now because of the circumstances, but I think this was always in the plans. I don't know. We're, we're definitely going to get to the Rumble here in a little bit, but yeah. Like I said, I don't, I don't think he's going to win it now. I think if WWE does anything, it's that they try and shelter and who's going to win. And as much as I want Edge to win, the way they announced him in with that promo pretty much guarantees he won't. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I still think he could. Um, I mean, he could. He's no good, but I'm just saying, like, if history shows us anything, that type of promo on the go-home show to kind of close out the show, I mean, it doesn't have to be that afterwards, but... I kind of yeah. got Triple H returning from injury for the Royal Rumble vibes from it. Yeah. Like, if there was a crowd, this would have been huge. Yeah, well, if there was a crowd, they wouldn't have shot it like that either. Yeah. Um, all right, so next up, we now know why Alex Shelley could not be at Hard to Kill. Yep. Um, he was unable to travel until he received the vaccine. He put it out there. Uh, because he is a physical clinician. Um, he does work, you know, outside of wrestling. Wrestling is not his full-time job, uh, which blows my mind, honestly, um, just knowing how talented Alex Shelley is and how all over the world he has been wrestling. So the fact that he also does this as well is pretty amazing. But essentially, uh, the company he worked for asked him not to travel until he received his vaccine. 
right. Excellent. That's awesome, and I, I support that. I just, I kind of wonder when that was mandated. I'm glad it was something that wasn't like awful. Yeah, they were, so and he cryptic, said they were so cryptic about it. It made you worry, like, you know, God forbid, but they're going to come out and be like, he's got cancer or something, you know, crazy. Yeah. So glad, glad everything is okay for that. Um, that was concerning. Sticking with impact here real quick, let's talk about Moose's current contract situation. Uh, it's been reported that his contract is up this summer, uh, despite Don Callis saying they had two more years working together uh, at Hard to Kill. It's coming out now that, that Moose's contract is up uh, sometime in August, I believe. So, uh, first off, do you think it's actually running out, or do you think they're just saying, I, I don't know, this feels very random, and I feel like you wouldn't put this on the show that he has to- two more years of, on his contract if he didn't, you know? It's hard to tell because um, it's not every day we get the you know details of contracts from you know independent contractors, um, but I think I think Impact is where he needs to stay. Honestly, he's very successful there. Um, if he jumps to AEW, if it's in the midst of of the AEW versus M- Impact stuff, I think that's his best option, and that's his best jumping point. Um, I think if he goes to AEW at any other point, he's probably going to get lost in the shuffle. Um, there's a lot going on. He's not in a tag team, um, which then leads to WWE. If he doesn't go back to M- to Impact, um, Obviously, WWE treats former Impact stars really well. Looking at you, know, so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would honestly love to see him stay in Impact, take the title off of Rich Swan, have a long, luxurious title run. Eventually, hopefully, we get Moose versus Kenny Omega. Um, I agree with that. Um, I think I think it'd be best for him, and I think it'd be best for wrestling if he stayed in Impact. Mm-hmm. He is the foundation for what that solid company should be built upon. I think that's the best way to put it. Agreed. All right. Well, let's move to some quick notes from Impact. We're gonna try and keep these mm-hmm. like quick results. I don't have a whole lot to say about every show, but we're just gonna give quick quick results. Uh, Impact. First off, um, we learned in the opening segment that Tommy Dreamer is going to face Rich Swan for the title at No Surrender um, for Tommy Dreamer's 50th birthday, and uh, Rich Swan is doing this out of respect for Tommy Dreamer. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, This is why you're one of Impact's worst world champions in the last couple of years. Um... Uh, here is where I have a real issue with this. We've already told that Moose is getting a world title match. Why is he not next? Why is this? Why is this not happening now? You you gotta give us some storyline for that because there's nothing. 
Good thing Rich Swan isn't seven feet because you know that Tommy Dreamer is not taking a choke slam. You never know. Tommy Dreamer will try and do something stupid. You mean you mean like breathe? Yeah, I know. Oh, I won't go that far, but <laughs> he's frustrating though. Uh, and the other real big news, in my opinion, from uh, from Impact is a returning Trey Miguel. He is with Impact full time. I thought this was a very good spot for him as well. Similar yeah, this is agreed. This is where he is going to flourish the most. This is where he's going to be the most successful. Um, I th- I think honestly he's he's in the same uh, boat as Moose, where if he goes to any other promotion, any other larger promotion at this point, he's going to get lost in the shuffle. He's not going to get to show the world what he can do. And I think that Impact is the, is the best platform for him. And honestly, I thought this was a real good spot to almost re-debut him because you're, you're repackaging him as a serious guy now. We're, we're pushing it away mm. from the smoking weed in the treehouse uh, silliness that was around him. Yeah, no coming out to a bong hit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so much more serious. And honestly, he's just fun to watch in ring. I, I want like a 60-minute match of Ace Austin versus Trey Miguel. 60-minute Iron Man match. Just go nuts. Mm-hmm. I want to watch all of it. Those guys will come up with some stupid stuff to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we move on, um, just to go over ratings really quick, um, this is the highest um, rating that Impact has received since Kenny Omega made his Impact Wrestling debut on December 8th. Um, on that episode, they did 221,000 viewers. Um, and this past Tuesday, they did 186,000 viewers. Um, and their 18 to 49 demo, um, was also the highest since December 8th. It's good for them. And I'm uh, good that people are tuning back in. Yeah. They need to get away from the slapsticky stuff and the TNA stuff because that's, what's really turning me off at this point. Um, I'm really over, I'm really over the who shot Larry, Larry D. Um, so now that's a yeah, well, okay. Well, now they're now Larry D's acting, you know, full. Um, also, Fire and Fire and Flav. What are what's Kara Hogan's tag team name? Uh, Fire and Flavor. Yeah, they can. There, that that whole segment was garbage. It was so bad. It was very WWE esque. Uh, this is your like, life. You don't like Nevaeh coming out as the Marshmallow Man. I don't like them. I, and uh, okay, I'm not digging too far into this because you guys can go watch um, the you can watch the prediction show to find out my true feelings about the uh, about the knockouts division and the knockouts tag tag division. Um, but I will say they need to get away from um, they need to get away from stuff like that. Um, I'd agree. Um, this is frustrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really ridiculous. I mean, especially with the split, you're already going low. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, oh, oh, there, there are two more things from Impact, actually, that mattered, in my opinion. Um, maybe Eddie Edwards' heel? They're kind of hinting that 
the barbed wire massacre has changed him. We'll see how that goes. And you, you know what's going to happen there? I already, I already am I'm booking this now. Well, can I, can I finish real quick? Okay. Just because we're running out of time. I'm excited about this. Uh, really. And also, Cousin Jake has apparently been offered uh, an invitation to Violent Pie Design. Which I said would happen too. Yeah, I just don't think he's joining. Yeah. But go ahead. Give me give me your Eddie Edwards stuff. Eddie Edwards is going to join Sammy Callahan down the road. He was a bad guy. Given. Yeah, it's a Because they can't wrestle them together anymore, so they have to do something to keep them together. Yeah, okay. I can see that. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. AEW. Eddie Kingston. Oh, this pissed me off royally. <laughs> okay. Listen, so I'm tuning in. All right. I've got you know, YouTube TV. So I've got it on TNT. It's coming on. And you know, Eddie Kingston. Black screen. And I kid you not. I had to go to Twitch to stream it for the first 30 to 40 minutes because, and this wasn't just a me problem. This was a, this, this was a, this was a national problem. Um, looking at various different Twitter accounts, like it, it was, it was widespread. Um, yeah, TNT had a blackout. Tony Khan had to come out and uh, apologize for it on online. I appreciate that, Tony Khan, um, and I and I accept your apology, and I'll raise you. Uh, invite us to a show. Yeah, we're not picky. Um, yeah, we're not picky. Has, it could be any show. He also any is show. putting uh, putting the Eddie Kingston uh, Lance Archer match immediately onto YouTube, like the entire thing for everyone to watch. Which I appreciate that. I agree. Save me his ticket. I'll show up in Jacksonville. Just say when. Um, I'm almost completely vaccinated. I got I got no beef. So. Well, and if you didn't catch it last night, like myself, uh, you're gonna get a rematch next week at Beach Break. Except it's a lumberjack match now, so very excited for that. I thought this this first match was good, so I I think the rematch will be solid. You got uh, they Wish they I jumped Jake Roberts backstage, which like how dare you touch wrestling royalty, but. Um, moving forward, we got a real, real, real awkward vignette here from Darby <sighs> Allen and Sting. And all I'm going to do is this. Where's something I can throw? I'm a hoodlum. That okay. was, okay. was the thing. I like how you like to rush us for time. And you just did that. Says the man who made popcorn in the middle of the show. Didn't stop me from talking. So Chris Jericho and MJF uh, beat Varsity Blondes. And what was, once again, I thought a very good match. Yeah, Varsity Blondes continue to impress. Yeah, man, they are. They're fun to watch. I think they're going to be real good. Griff Garrison, I know we've, we have crapped on him. Jungle Boy, uh, but who the hell is Griff Garrison? He might actually have a big, big future. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, looks like it may be. I love that song. Mixed tag match uh, mm. between Shaq and Jade Cargill versus Cody and Red Velvet. Red Velvet mm. taking Brandy's spot, um, which is 
just perfect because Red Velvet was already working as like Brandy's protege, so it, it works and it's not the match. Yeah, uh, this is uh, this goes to Jeff Hall's um, typical you know slogan here on the show when we're talking about getting all the black people together. Like you know, you take you take Brandy out, you stick in Red Velvet. Yeah, Red Velvet was already there though. I know, but it but it still goes along with everything. Jeff can take solace in the fact that at least they won't turn this into an angle where Cody is now sleeping with Red Velvet behind his wife's back. Like Cody would. doesn't cheat on his wife. Yeah, she has wife. Um, Hagman, which is, good, which is good continuity since you know he and Burt Kreischer are on the same TV show. Burt Kreischer. Whatever. <laughs> You know who I'm talking about. Um, no, no, no. That no, that's no, that's been a running gag. Um, Excalibur has been you know, like butchering his name for weeks now mm. on air. We watched um, we watched a lot of AEW with the mute on because with football season coming on, mm. I usually have nightly phone calls with staff members. Oh boy. Or interviews with South Carolina people. That's been a thing this week too. Oh nice. All right. Hangman Page defeats Ryan Nemeth, who is Dolph Ziggler's brother, if you didn't already know. Um, but also, Hollywood Hardy coming out and supporting Hangman Page and saying, you know, look, if you don't want to get dressed in the locker room by yourself, I got a locker room you're more than welcome to come get dressed in. Which sounds a little weird when you say it out of context, but to wrestlers, it just means, hey, you got a place here. Uh, Hangman <laughs> says he's going to think it off or think it over. So interesting. Matt Hardy may be growing his brand. Jungle Boy versus Dax Harwood. Oh, oh. I really appreciate that the crowd has taken mm-hmm. the, the song from Tarzan Boy and turned it into his his new like chant thing. This is a great match. This is a really good match. I also really like Jungle Boy breaking out the regal stretch as a finish now. Oh, the snare trap. Love it. Love it. This was great from start to finish i was very hesitant about how it was going to finish um because of the whole luchasaurus is handcuffed um himself to you know tully um and cash at ringside um so i was very hesitant about how i felt about it but no shenanigans straight up this is this is a great wrestling match fantastic match jungle boy actually won by submission too um, they really pushed that he was working over the arm the entire match. Did a really good job. FTR ends up laying out Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy after the match. Uh, SCU and uh, Marco Stunt run out as well as Top Flight um, because they cut off Luchasaurus's horns and they were going to cut off Jungle Boy's hair. So tensions rising. I love it. Um, Team Taz talks about the the horrible promo that Darbion just cut. Uh, mm-hmm. And then beat up everyone at the merch table, including the infamous spot of Brian Cage picking up someone uh, from the merch table and uh, <laughs> darting them, a la Kevin Nash, Trey Mysterio, into the side of a uh, of a truck. Perfect. Great. I love that. I love that spot. That can always come up. Bert Baker beat Shauna. My heart is sad. Um, but get- you. But you know what. But you know what? Shauna looked good. She really she did. Good man. She's always looked good, and it sucks because I feel like she would have gotten a little bit more exposure had it not been for the actual COVID exposure. 
uh, that the world got hit with last year, but um, glad to see that we're getting, um, as far as the AEW women's division goes, a little bit of normalcy and getting some fresh faces. Um, we don't have to look at Serena Deeb's butterface every week, so that's a plus. No love. Um, no, because that, she's fine. She's not a fan. Is she fine or is she fine? Respect Virginia royalty. Mm. Young Bucks and the Good Brothers defeat Dark Order. Grayson is a dude. Yeah. Evil Luno, dude. Really? Dark Order and Bullet Club, dudes. I think the main, um, I, I think one of the things that um, friend of the show, Mike DeShazo and I caught immediately um, was that um, Dark Order came out of the face tunnel and not the heel tunnel. They even came out of the heel tunnel for the Brody Lee um, Celebration of Life Memorial show. Um, and this is the first time that I've noticed them come out of the face tunnel. So, And commentary even hinted that, like, you know, since everything that's happened, Dark Order has a new philosophy on life mm-hmm. and they're much more positive people, which... Positive cults are interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how we keep going with this. Remember their promos, though, at the beginning, though, they had that, you know, guy in a suit, and then Christopher Daniel started to mock him by doing his own, you know, side, side of their promos. So I hope they get back into those, because those are very entertaining. Um, so go Dark Order, go. Um. Man, I'm I'm pumped for that. We're gonna switch over to NXT here, though. Uh, and really, uh, and maybe I am kind of shorthanding NXT. We we had a lot of tag team action. We had a lot of good matches. I think they were bad matches for the most part. Um, but the the big things for me were Karrion Cross kind of hinting that it's gonna be him, and he's gonna go after Santos Escobar, which is interesting. Uh, maybe this is how you're gonna bring Escobar up to heavyweight division um something i hope um it looks like it's gonna be eo shirai versus tony storm versus mercedes martinez it's gonna be a challenge for whoever's gonna end up getting it they had a big brawl uh kurt stallion is he heel or face i know it's supposed to be a baby face but that was kind of a not really baby face-ish promo um kind of kind of cocky which i guess you can be but is it just me, or does it feel like this is EO's time? It's always EO's time. No, I mean, like, this is the time. To drop the belt? Yes. Yeah, like, just coming up. Yeah. Maybe um, I just haven't watched enough NXT, but did Raquel Gonzalez already get her shot? No. That's who's that's who should take it off of her. I think it's got to be Mercedes Martinez right now. It might the be only closed, problem with, but yeah, I think he's gonna problem. lose the belt without losing it, and then that makes sense though. They're um, gonna protect her. I think it's she can go right up to. Well. She can go right into the title picture at the main level versus Oscar. Because you've already put seen all them the, put all the Asians together. No, 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 we've seen them tag with each other. They have mutual yep. tag partner. Now let's see them fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Asians together. You're racist. Imperium 
we get a minute vignette. <laughs> uh, pretty much, it's Alexander Wolf talking for the most part. They talk about how this past year they have been separated because of the disease, but that will be coming to an end uh, with Wolf's arrival. It is only the beginning, and the vignette ends with a shot of Walter and the Imperium logo. I loved all of this. Yeah, um, very excited for Imperium to be back in the swing of things. Um, and one of the top heel um, stables in all of WWE, without question. Uh, last but not least, Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly defeated 1-2 Punch. Uh, afterwards, Unspeed Era music hit. Celebrate, um, nod to each other. Pete Dunn enters from behind, and uh, Riley warns Balor. Uh, pretty much, we get a big old fight. Unspeed Era stands tall around Balor as he recovers, and uh, yeah. Hmm. So I guess Pete Dunn is next, which I'm I, I'm very okay with. Uh, that was a flashing light. If I ever yeah, seen it. sorry. Nah, you good. Um, but this felt a little much to me. Like there's a lot going on. Yeah, it's um. I feel like we keep waterboarding NXT now and nowadays, but they're cramming too much now. Where you're right, there, there was way too much going on at the end of that show. Which now you're leaving more, more, more confused than having questions to ask leading into next week's show. Um, there is a lot of speculation that Undisputed Era's time is up in NXT, and they're coming up through the Rumble, which I think all of us would be very okay with. Um, well, I would be okay with it because go back and check Todd Sinclair's twenty twenty one predictions because I fucking called it. But uh, man. They got to do something because at this point, I don't know what's left of them. Floundering. Much um, longer until the other Uso is healthy. Uh, supposedly, it was going to be Jan- or January. So, now-ish. Is that going to be the next big feud for the Tribal Chief? Him versus the other twin? No. The family versus the Undisputed Era. That's what some people think. Mm-hmm. Now, my only issue with that is, God, I really don't want the Undisputed Era to get fed to the tribe. Which is exactly what will happen. Yes. That's why I'm asking about Let's it. go ahead and just swing this now into our crazy Royal Rumble uh, rumors. Uh, because there's a report that recently came out that uh, through WrestleVotes that there is a nightmare scenario that has been discussed about that someone is legitimately scared of. Now, this ain't the prediction show, so I'm not going to ask you what is your full-blown mm. prediction for the Rumble. I'm just asking what you think this nightmare scenario is. I've got the answer. It's the winner. It's what it is. Um, yeah. If anyone wants to share something different, you guys know it's coming. But I feel like nightmare scenario is Roman Reigns wins and faces Drew McIntyre for both belts. We're getting New Japan this up. I don't think anybody in WWE would see that as a nightmare scenario because for some reason they can't get off Roman's balls. I don't think 
I don't think whoever's in WrestleVotes is considered inside reporter. So I think they would take. I thought I thought WrestleVotes reported that they had a source within WWE. Yeah, that they heard a nightmare scenario, but said nightmare scenario makes them scared. So it doesn't necessarily. No, no, no. The quote. No, you're miss. I'm pretty sure you're misinterpreting the quote, dude. I will pull it back up. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure the quote went that the the source said. You know. Um, there is a nightmare scenario out there that the source is terrified of because it is being seriously discussed. So here it is. Um, it is reported by Russell Votes that certain finishes being discussed for the Men's Royal Rumble, and while details are limited, a comment from a source indicated that the finish might not go over well with some fans. Okay, there's this is the source repeatedly said there's a finish that scares the death out of me, and it's legitimately getting heavy consideration. So it was the WWE source, not the person from Russia. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I don't think anybody who's inside WWE would say something that terrifies them about Roman. I could be wrong, but I just don't I don't see it. Do you have a, a guess, Ryan? Um I'm not gonna share too much. Um because I think um either the one of the rumbles on Sunday will be won by Nia Jax. Um God, if she wins the men's rumble. I'm telling you, it's 2021. I, I will tell you, I will literally never watch a WWE show again if she wins the Royal Rumble. You can save this clip. I will never watch WWE again. And see, it's it's not that I, I personally want it to happen. I don't really envision it happening um but she has already been in a royal rumble when the men's and the women's have already split um so it's not out of the realm of possibility for her to be in it um but i think when you think of nightmare scenarios um and things that will drive fans away um it's nia Jax who rewind this podcast for 40 minutes you know, when we're saying she is the most dangerous worker in all of WWE, but yet she has, but yet she's a part of the bloodline. She'll continue to get the push. Um, this oh, is a nightmare God. scenario. That is a nightmare scenario. That might be worse than yours. It would be worse than mine, but I, this is what I think is the nightmare scenario. It's Shane McMahon. The best in the world. Shane McMahon comes back. He wins the Royal Rumble. And from there, we see freaking um, another Reigns versus, you know, the, the corporate. The authority. Authority. Again, and to make things worse, they will waste somebody like Karrion Cross to be Shane's muscle throughout the process. Um, so not only are they going to put Shane McMahon over to wrestle one of the champions at Mania, but then they're also going to waste somebody super talented. Maybe he'll use Braun because Braun's been off TV. He'll come back with brawn as his muscle. But 
Um, that's what's going to happen if the nightmare scenario is in fact real. I'm, I'm very confident that that's what the nightmare scenario is. Um, that's not necessarily going to be my prediction when we do our prediction show, but um, Shane, it just that that seems like the right balance of like reasonable enough for WWE to do it and terrifying enough that somebody would say like this is a horrifying idea that's very real in the WWE. Man, while you're talking about Oh my god, I just convinced myself into something else and it just clicked. What? Goldberg, when he wins the title at the Rumble, will have beaten Vince McMahon for the oldest world champion in WWE history by 15 days. Vince McMahon is going to win the Royal Rumble and beat Goldberg for the world title to get his Jesus, stop it. To get his, his record back. <laughs> oh that's, my god. That's the nightmare scenario. Now you're being silly. That's the nightmare scenario. No. No chance. Anyway. That's what you got. got on that one. Real quick, <laughs> I want to give you guys who are the 18 men currently in the Rumble. Uh, there are there. This is who is confirmed. This was reported on the twenty sixth. So I don't think that's changed in the past two days. We have currently confirmed: Daniel Bryan, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Otis, The Miz, Jey Uso, Cesaro, Jeff Hardy, Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Big E, Sheamus, John Morrison, Elias, Mustafa Ali, and Edge. Give me, real quick, I know this isn't the prediction show. I'll put you guys on the spot. One non-full-timer that could show up and win the Royal Rumble. Not named Edge? One prediction. That's not listed. as someone coming out. Well, I think it's easy. The Rock. I think they're saving that for L.A. You're probably but right, that, but that was... I mean, they would do it if they could, sure. Matt, you got one? Give me a minute. Let me think. Hulk Hogan. Dude. Nightmare scenario. I'd mark. No. Nah. I, I wouldn't even care. I'm going to rip my shirt off. <laughs> I will. Are you going to wear your Hulkamania shirt to the Royal Rumble now? No, and we probably aren't going to get to get together for that, unfortunately. We uh, well, Ryan, you might be able to make it over, but okay, snow, snow, Matt, the snow. I don't believe in snow. The I don't five, think it's happening. The five to eight inches of snow. I don't believe it. Anyway, I mean, every time I've been told snow, it hasn't happened. I mean, look, I want. Sarah's buffalo chicken dip as bad as anybody, but don't you take away us seeing the Brock Lesnar of our world, Jim Montgomery, away from me? Ooh. Oh, is Jim coming up? I miss yeah. Jim Montgomery. Yeah, he is. Shout out to Jim Montgomery. God, now see, this is this is why I hate being a teacher. Because God, do I want some snow? Especially get it out of the way before football season starts on Thursday. 
But man, do I want to see Jim Montgomery. COVID times, uh, COVID times have taken away all of our Richmond friends. <laughs> Matt, do you have the list of the women's rumble? I do not currently. Do you? You know I do. Uh, so Damn. 12 of the 30 participants, you have Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke if she recovers from her concussion, Peyton Royce, Alexa <laughs> Bliss, Shayna Baszler, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, and Tamina. So it's 13. All right, 12 or 13. Oh, yeah. uh, you're supposed to go, no, that's a list of 12. But that's good. Yeah, it's, well, that's you said, fine. You said Nia Jax, so 13. Oh, yeah, so she's <laughs> two people, yeah. yeah. All right, I, same, see, I see what you did there. Same, oh, question, um, same, same question, part-timer, not, not listed, that could win. Are you going to say the name that is currently the second highest betting odds to win it? Uh, if it's who I've been saying is going to show up for like a month now. Yes. Because I don't follow the betting odds. Yes, it is. For, for the record, and Matt can, Matt can verify this, I have been on the Ronda Rousey's going to win the Royal Rumble trade for, man, maybe a month and a half. So the current betting odds to win the Women's Royal Rumble are in first place, Rhea Ripley. God, that would suck. Rhea Ripley sucks. In second, I might be in the minority here. Nope. She she does not shine when the light is on her. I just feel like they haven't done any character work with her after she won the title. I feel like her character work is awful. Like I, I liked her before she was fake punk rock chick yeah what is her character uh some fake punk rock chick Mm. that has to stand at the top of the ramp do her whole intro before she runs down the ramp and saves the day i'm team i'm team hot topic (laughs) got lost (laughs) got lost in a hot topic that's that's parade comment down over there she is all right, so your top three betting odds to win it are Rhea Ripley, Ronda Rousey, 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 Ronda Rousey, and Shayna Baszler. None of which I have winning this. <laughs> I would be super fine with two of the three of those. Yeah. Um, I'm good with Shayna. I hate Shayna, I, but I hate her for all the right reasons. If I had to pick a part-timer to win um thinking maybe Trish Stratus oh I don't know she just rock and roll Charlotte when it was in uh Canada like the end the send-off what about now follow Beth Phoenix that's what I was gonna say oh man Beth and Edge went together Oh God! Co co headline made of it. That would be neat. They're gonna end WrestleMania just like they ended WrestleMania twenty. I hope not, because you know what that means. They're gonna fuck on the titles. Live sex celebration. Wow. Well, you guys remembered all the right things and not the wrong things. (laughs) I mean, it's clear that if you are in the ring together at the end of WrestleMania 
Murder, uh, murder, suicide. No, don't you say it. You shut your mouth right now. Hey, you brought you brought Benoit into this, not me. <laughs> you were the one hinting at it. I was not. You guys said it'll be like WrestleMania 20. I did uh, not. What? I didn't say it. I didn't say it. That's what I'm saying. I said it, and I was strictly saying that you have Benoit and Eddie Guerrero em- embracing at the end of WrestleMania 20. Yeah, Beth Phoenix and her husband. And we all know what that husband did at the end. What's the last time we had a relationship end WrestleMania? WrestleMania 20. What? Um, When was the last time we saw a relationship end at WrestleMania? No, end the night, like, celebrating the other. uh, Eddie and Chris... No, that's not accurate. Secret lovers. <laughs> no, there's definitely been another one since then. Oh, God, has it? Yeah. Well, I don't care what you say. Dark, dark Side of the Mat exposed them as secret lovers. You don't even know the name mm. of the show. I don't even know the name of what? The show. Dark Side of the Ring. I know. I know. I know, I know. So... The Pat, point is... Backtrack and answer your question on... You, you don't cry like that to somebody's wife unless you guys were on the down low. Here, to answer your question, Pat, who is the part-timer that would win the uh, Men's Royal Rumble? It's the one part-timer who is all but confirmed for WrestleMania 37, and you can't see him. It's John Cena. Oh. Uh, I see... See, Nation... We were talking about that last night, weren't we? We were. Um, I could see that happening. I agree. I just, I, unless, the, like, if they wanted the title picture, I agree. He's going to win the Royal Rumble. Uh, is he going to be in the title picture? Because he doesn't, I mean, he's going to draw without the, the title match. So, according to Ringside News, there's reports that Cena is now 100% locked for the grandest stage of them all this year. Uh, n- no one really knows. One WWE creative source noted they don't even think Cena knows who he would face. No current number on how many episodes for our SmackDown Cena will be on prior. Um, but it's rumored that Cena was locked in for the next three WrestleManias. Great. Will he be happy about that? I wish I couldn't see him right now. Well, the good news is there's going to be only one match you don't have to watch at WrestleMania other than all the other horrible matches that are going to happen at WrestleMania. Uh, you know, it's bad. It, to be totally honest with you, we haven't even gotten a night one at WrestleMania. I'm already fatigued by the idea of WrestleMania. You mean you're not excited for Roman Reigns versus John Cena at WrestleMania? Who's the real face of the company? No, I mean, that match is, has been hinted at, been previewed. And we've already and seen it. We can't see it, though. No, no, we've already had that match. I mean, no, I know. I'm saying, like, it's built, there's a storyline built into it. it. It would totally work. Um, I mean, it does kind of make sense. It gives Roman a, a front-line win that he doesn't really need, but he'll take. That's what they do with him. You're getting further away from the mic, brother. 
I'm wearing my mic. I don't know what the problem is. This is sounding distant. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the major problem overall continues to be that Roman Reigns is a world champion. Uh, also, the reliance on part-timers to sell your shows. Well, that's because their shows suck. That has nothing to do with wrestling talent. Is the fact that they don't show I think wrestling. it has a lot to do with part-timers being on the show. I think it has a lot to do with them not wrestling on their weekly shows. Like, we, we, we talked about this ad nauseum. There's like five different, you know, uh, you know, Alexa Bliss's Playground, the Firefly Funhouse, the Cutting Edge, Ms. TV. The KO Show. The KO Show. For some They've been chatting with the Tribal Chief. Is that a thing? No, I just made that. Um, I well, you know what? That's the sad thing is you said that. That was like, yeah, I can totally see Roman sitting in a big chair drinking out of a coconut, telling people what to do on a on a sitcom like talk show. What was Bailey's stupid thing? I'm a ding dong. It's, it's ding dong. Hello. I'm a ding dong. God, I love ding dongs. <laughs> I bet you do. Oh boy! You, you don't like those little rails. hostess snacks? Uh, I see no one likes hostess snacks. I'm ready for the plug. Give us the plug, right? Uh, I'm I'm ready for the unplug of, yeah. the, of WWE Network, which is news we probably should have talked about. We talked about we talked about it on Monday. Oh, all right, fair enough. Anyway, um, quick count. Quick count. Go watch it. There's shorter episodes now because Royal Rumble season made me realize nobody wants to sit through over a one-hour video. If you already have, I appreciate you. Um, They will be much shorter moving forward, probably less than 10 minutes per episode unless it's like a one-hour match. There's things to get to. Um, So obviously, my voice, I didn't do anything today. Save my voice for you, the fans. So here I am, which means three videos tomorrow. Um, so make sure you drink it in. Um, also shooting with Jeff Hall this weekend. Um, we're going to get Royal Rumble 2018. Um, hoping to get that, hoping to record on Saturday, post on Saturday, watch it before the Rumble on Sunday. That way you can get ready for the letdown. Um, but as always, watch the YouTube, please. Like, share, sub, sub, uh, subscribe. Um, means a lot. Thank, thank you. Have a good night. Night on the prediction are, show dropping on Saturday. Are we shooting that tomorrow night? After SmackDown? Probably. We'll, we'll discuss that off air. Shooting that. Yeah, sit through SmackDown first. Gross. I agree. So, with that, everyone, check out the YouTube. We have a bunch of shows there. We're also going to have our prediction show dropping this weekend, as well as all of the other incredible content put forth. And once again, if you like what you hear and what you see, you can support us at ko-fi.com slash PWO123. It's as easy as 123. And for the small price of a cup of coffee, you help us put these shows on the air. We appreciate you guys for everything you do. Everyone have a safe, fun, 
Royal Rumble weekend and uh, let us know who you think is going to win. We want to see in the commentary section. So guys, have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Goodbye. Good night. Bang. Quick count. Quick count.